Welcome, cycling fans. I hope you've been enjoying all the amazing guests that I've been bringing you on the podcast to date. And before we get started, I want to share with you an amazing way that you can coach with me this winter. So if you've been liking all my coaching segments, you're going to love this program. So it's my 16-week online winter road cycling training program. Say that 10 times fast. So I've been doing this program for over 15 years. It's been usually local, but now it's online, which is even more amazing because I can impact more cyclists this way than in studio. The way it works is you're going to learn valuable cycling skills, such as, have you ever asked yourself, first of all, how can I become a smoother, create a more smooth pedal stroke? Like, what are the four quadrants all these people have been talking about? And how can I get stronger on the hills? So here's the thing. It really comes down to the fundamentals and the basics skills of cycling, which when you get on your bike, you have nothing, you know nothing about. Now this is, that, and that's what I'm gonna drill into you over 16 weeks. So when you finish, you are gonna know how to create a smooth pedal stroke and be more efficient. You're gonna be climbing hills with much better technique. You're gonna be building your sprint base and your endurance base is gonna be much stronger. Now I have a special code for you. It's podcast in all uppercase to get $50 off either the VIP or the basic program. Now go to this website to check out what the differences are. Uh, basically the VIP is a much greater coaching program. So if you want more personalized coaching, goal setting, and we have a reported five to 20% increase in fitness. Can you imagine starting your spring with that kind of increase based on last year? So it's 16wkroadcycling.ca. So that's 16wkroadcycling.ca and use the code podcast to get $50 off. And if you have questions, just email me. I love to answer them. And I hope and look forward to coaching you to become better on the bike. I hope you enjoy the next episode. Have an amazing day. Welcome to Secrets from the Saddle podcast. I'm Sylvie Daewoo, your host, fellow cyclist, bike club founder, cycling coach, bike race junkie, just truly super passionate about cycling. My journey with cycling started 20 years ago when I opened a spin studio, started a women's race team, and founded a women's only cycling club called Cycle Fit Chicks. I'm super thrilled to reveal all aspects that make the world of cycling operate. I'm so excited to be able to bring you interesting people from around the world, pro cyclists, recreational cyclists, coaches, event organizers, bike shop owners, everything and everyone you need to know or ever wondered about when it comes to cycling. I know you'll enjoy this episode. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Secrets from the Saddle, all things cycling podcast with your host, Sylvie Dow here. And I have a really, really cool uh, guest here, Andrew Hovelson. And I have met him. Now you're going to, how did I find him? Well, if you're familiar with Andrew, maybe you've seen him on a couple TV shows, uh, maybe a couple movies. Has it been a movie? Yeah. 
Uh, there has been a few movies. Yes. Yeah, a few movies. You're like, how did she get connected with him? Well, let me tell you, when you join a mastermind group like the one we have joined, you just never know who you're going to come across. But, and then you're going to be Sylvie, but he's not into cycling. And that's okay because Andrew is not only an actor, but he is super passionate about entrepreneurship and helping teenagers get over um, certain humps. And this is, I'm going to give you his little, his bio that he gave me. It's short. Yeah, I gave you the short version, but then we're going to bring him out and he is going to tell us some of the really amazing programs that he is so passionate about. And if you have a student, if you have a student, if you have a teenager at home that is getting into like high level sports, you want to lean in and listen to this podcast. Okay. As a parent, as an athlete. So let me just get into his bio and then we're going to get into what Andrew is so passionate about because I absolutely love it. And that's why I brought him on the podcast because cycling, there's just like every other sport, there are high level athletes that are trying to get to the top. And when getting to the top, You've got lots of roadblocks that can come in your way. So here it is. Andrew comes from a unique background of art and entrepreneurship. Um, having been on Broadway film and TV, Andrew now runs one of the fastest growing and impactful life coaching companies for Gen Z in the world. And that, like, like I said, you got to lean into this. Based on a 165-year-old success principal learned through a crazy summer college internship and perfected in a, see i told you andrew i can't read these things <laughs> you're 20, doing great and a 20 million dollar sales coaching company andrew and his team of coaches are helping general uh, general generation z overcome anxiety increasing increased confidence uh, organizing their schedules and getting motivated through one-on-one -on -one coachings over Zoom. Of course, like, so he's he's global. Um, Andrew has been an education entrepreneur for over 15 years and his newest venture at Southwestern Students Edge is changing the course of the next generation. And welcome, Andrew. I'm so excited to have you here. Um, yeah. Thank you, Sylvie. This is awesome. <laughs> I've been looking forward to this for a long time. Oh, I'm so glad you're here. So, and congratulations now, to you on, oh. on getting this off and running. Yeah, thanks. And it's been, oh my gosh, it is so much fun. You know why? Because, you know, I get to meet people like you, I get to learn things. I also, and it's funny, through sometimes through conversations, I'm like, oh, you might just get a connection and grow your network because I might know somebody that, you know, needs your help. And of course, I have a teenager. Well, she's 18. I don't know if you call her a teenager anymore, but she is moving into what we hope to be a high level. Um, I don't know about career, but there is a potential being a career. And I know she suffers from anxiety, so I am going okay. to lean in. And, and it's in this, and it's in the cycling world. So 
Let's do That's, it. We'll, we'll solve yeah. all of her problems. Oh, yes. oh my God, I wish. Right now. That's what she wants is yes. two adults that are older than her to solve all her problems. Yes, that's right. She doesn't want to listen to me anymore. So Andrew, start like, like maybe go back to that internship that really changed your life and said like, whoa, yeah, um, this is what I want to do. Cause I've heard you talk about this and, um, the passion is, is like enormous. There's okay. So when I was in college, I have two degrees in acting, Sylvia. I have a Whoa, bachelor of I know. fine arts and a master yeah. of fine arts in acting. And he's good. I was I was so intrigued. I was watching one of his pictures. But this is not what it's about. That's okay. Right? It, 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 does go into the, <laughs> it, does. it does go into the summer internship. Yeah. Because I thought, you know what? I need to, um, as I try to get my acting career um, not try as I get my acting career off the ground, I need to be able to pay for rent for grocery. <laughs> right. And I got connected with this really unique company called the Southwestern company. And there were a few people out of the university of Minnesota who went and sold education materials, um, and CDs at the time, right now they sell websites door to door. Oh, uh, and we relocated every summer. And it was a love experience. <laughs> Why'd you relocate every summer? <laughs> well, because you have to eliminate distractions, which is a huge oh. thing for young athletes. Oh, right? okay. If you're, if you're living at home and your pals are all around you, you know, at or your five o'clock or your parents, five o'clock in the afternoon, you're not going to want to keep knocking and, and uh, you know, find that next customer. And I did really well at it. And I happened to bring out a, a team my second summer. Um, who did exceptionally well and mm. a couple of them were actors and actually oh my gosh Sylvie we're bringing it home what what two two of them uh still are some of my best friends in the world my team one of them is an avid cycler <gasps> he did okay. he is my neighbor from my hometown in Lewis. you have to connect us so we can get him on here talking about your cousin. i will God, I'm yes. gonna write this right down. Yes, write it down. Write it down. And this he, is like after this, you can we make all the little connections. You, you, and your audience will know this. Um, he did the the American uh, cycle across the country where you started. Did he just Washington. do that? No, he did it. You know, uh, uh, six, seven years ago or okay. so, where you cycle from Oregon or whatever. Yeah, 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 what, yeah. What's it called? I think it's one. Um, uh, it just went. Is, is it like cycle across America or something one mile like or something? So, so it just it. happened. It just happened. He again. did it by, well, he did the track by, by himself. Oh. Anyways, <laughs> by himself. These guys and, are heavily supported and they have teams when they do it. Well, this guy didn't have any teams. His name is Jonathan Reister. And right, and yeah, Jonathan Reister, he had a blog about it. And I talked to him because this cycling was after we did this summer internship together. And mm -hmm. he would essentially couch surf when he got into a town. And he ah. would have to virtually knock on doors and say, where am I going to stay tonight? Is it going to be in a tent on the side of the road or is it going <laughs> to be with somebody in this network? Right. Okay. Ah. So brought out this team. We did really well. Um, it was an opportunity to graduate college without any debt. Right. Oh, God, it was awesome. also, it was also an opportunity for me to learn how to overcome failure, right. How to create a vision, 
how to stick to a schedule, um, mm. how to finish the day when maybe I didn't want to do it. It was straight commission, mm. no guarantees, mm. right? So you right. get what you put in and there could have been no better lesson for being an entrepreneur um, yeah. and an actor than doing that summer internship. It still exists today. Uh, they're breaking records this summer. Um, and, and so I did that summer internship and then I used all those skills to go knock on casting directors doors and agents doors oh. um, as an actor. And a few of the folks, when I sold books actually uh, knocked on salesmen's doors after this, for, you know, <laughs> Call, knock on doors over the phone and they created a, a, com a company where they taught the success principles that we learned um, selling mm. books door to door um, to sales managers, executives, CEOs, right? Because, yeah, because, you know, when the internet's gone, that's all you have is to go back to old school Exactly right. And if and you can sometimes do that, you can do anything. The internet can be a huge distraction. Mm -hmm. And so what's happened over the last couple of years is they reached out to me and said, hey, Andrew, I know your wife's a teacher. Um, I know <laughs> you've always been huge into the education space. Um, we're a network of high performers. And would you come and create a company oh. coaching teens and young adults? And it just so happens that a lot of the teens and the young adults, right? So your daughter, 18, mm -hmm. coach up to 25 year old are oh, high performing okay. athletes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They're high performing athletes. So, yeah. And, um, and it's funny cause like I've interviewed a couple high performing athletes in their younger twenties mm -hmm. that are like, you know, their goals are to get, you know, to the, well, now we got the female tour de France coming back the Olympics. Sure. And you know what? Well, getting there is, is like a four year commitment. And, yep. and with that, it's going to come a lot of, a lot of hard work and a lot of failures and um, setbacks and for moving forward. And, and I feel that this is like really, really needed. Um, and it's funny because some of them have had like not so good experiences in like say a past uh, sport, like during their teenage years mm -hmm. where they, you know, got into having like eating disorders, mm -hmm. um, you know, injury, mm -hmm. things like that, that they've moved on, but kind of carried a little bit with them. Like they've kind of, and I'm just thinking of one girl that, in particular that I interviewed the other day um, that, uh, you know, I mean, you never, really over that and it's and there's a lot of psychological um baggage i don't say baggage but baggage that comes with it because you it, it never goes away like it's always there yep. so so things like that and um and yeah i love it so tell me more so tell me more. yeah so it's really interesting um you're a parent you have you know your 18 year old i got kids coming up the ropes daughter. too um i'm a yeah, I I have some younger kids, uh, all under ten, three yeah. boys. Oh. <laughs> um, I call them. We call them. My wife and I call them our Labrador Retrievers. Oh God, uh, no kidding! There's no I have need one. for pets. Yeah, I have one, and that's. Uh, I'm glad it's off balance with a girl. Like, holy, bow down to your your wife. I know. Uh, <laughs> she's a she's a, a rock star and a godsend. 
inevitably what happens with kids though here's here's where this is going inevitably what happens with kids over and over even in the best of parenting situations right Mm -hmm. is that at some point it's it's hard to be a prophet in your own land Mm. right yeah it just is and with young athletes a lot of times you know as, as parents will be teaching them about hey, practice, you know, makes perfect. Hey, you know, you just um, take some deep breaths, right? Before you go out for that big race. And they're Mm. like, yeah, whatever, mom and dad. And the eyes eyes roll. And then they come back from practice and they're like, hey, mom, 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 guess what coach taught me? You know what? I'm going to sit down and I'm going to visualize for five minutes before each race. And you go, that's what I've been saying for the last 15 years of your life. (laughs) I know. Have you ever felt that way? Yeah. It, yeah. And you're just like, um, did, yeah. Did you hear me? Did you hear anything I said? Yeah. Anything. It's just like, woo, right. whatever. And it doesn't matter. Like, mom, it, it has to come from somebody else. Exactly. Like, honestly. And I'm like, and so now I just kind of shut up. I'm like, right. Or and maybe so I'll, I'll do a little plugs. Hey, could you tell her that, uh, <laughs> this is like and then, and then you're like coaching the coach coaching the coach no and so what we've what we've what we've found through our one-on-one coaching program and specifically for your audience for our, our really high performing young athletes is that in their team sport or their individual sport they have a coach who's going to help them excel at cycling at track and field, mm-hmm. right? At soccer. We have a couple of D1 soccer players are going or going D1. What they don't realize, and parents, we we lose track, is that the highest professional athletes have coaches for both their mental, their physical, and their skill, right? Mm-hmm. Think of uh the Last Dance, the Netflix documentary of Michael Jordan, right? You remember this, right? He has Phil Jackson. He's the coach, right? Phil Jackson is the coach. Mm-hmm. But do you remember his... Um, I actually didn't his, see it. I'm sorry. Oh, you didn't see it. Oh, you got to see it. You got to... You have to see it all... Hey, I will all, go... I'll write it down. Even, I'll even watch as it. I'm just even, like, I got to be honest. I didn't see it. <laughs> it, it you, you have to see it. Even as okay. a cyclist, as any athlete. Okay, so, okay. Michael, Michael Jordan... Jordan had his own coach named Tim Gruber, who helped optimize his body mm-hmm. and his mind. And so yeah. what we've done, we're not going to, we're not training people, mm-hmm. right, at all. But what we found is that young athletes over and over have just enjoyed someone who doesn't have so much skin in the game mm. of their mom or their dad, right, right. their or their, their soccer coach, their cycling coach, right? Their baseball coach who can teach them and coach them on how to think, not what to think. Right. And the greater life skills on, let's say, uh, vision, goal yeah. setting, time management, mm-hmm. positive self-talk, right? Overcoming fear, um, attitude of gratitude right yeah and uh there's certain ways that we you and i can get into that we do these 
these exercises and, and coaching uh, with our young athletes that's been really successful. So that's what so, we've done. We've had almost 100 kids come through and a large, a large portion of them are just rock star young athletes. So how do they find you? Like now that you're like, I know now that you've like, do you, do you focus on going to schools? Are you, or do you people find you through word of mouth? Like, how do you, how are you getting your, how are you bringing your people in? Great question. As of today, 95% um, is word of mouth and referral. And that won't be forever. Sylvie Wright, Mm -hmm. eventually our goal is to be the number one place for development um, of young people in the world. And there will be brand recognition, brand awareness, right? Mm -hmm. People will come from outside. But right now, the the impact and the results have been so amazing that people are just telling their friends. We went from 10, 12 a year ago to nearly a hundred. So are you going in and offering your service to like teams? It's a a great question. It's the next step is that we're (laughs) with schools, with schools and teams. And what we do is we come in and we'll give a really amazing workshop. Right. Right. On a whole host of, of different topics that could be valuable. And we give a free workshop and they're going to learn a ton in that workshop or that webinar about how to overcome fear or, or procrastination. Right. Um, and then hopefully at the end, they like the idea enough that they want to enter into a coaching conversation. Uh, I'd love to be part of that. That sounds Amazing. like something that I could really get into, but you're in the States, I'm in Canada. And so run us through, say like, um, you know, one of your workshops, like how do you engage these students? Like, what do you say that kind of like makes them turn their head and actually listen to you? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like capture their attention. Yeah. Great question. So I want to know. So, Parents, so lean in. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> this is probably not really going to work for us, but anyways. <laughs> one, of the, one of the biggest things is this, is that we actually meet the parents first, right? And it's typically the parents who say, hey, I, I'd love to hire an outside coach um, mm-hmm. for my son or daughter. They, they've got, they're doing awesome in, in sports, right? They're doing well in academics. Um, but I'd like them to have a little bit better mental health and not be so stressed out Mm. or they're doing great in sports. They're not doing so much in academics. We've tried tutoring and I think it's just some of the life skills and how they're thinking about life. Right. So we enter in through the parents. Okay. And no kid wants to have their parents Mm -hmm. tell them that they need a coach. Right. This is where your question is going. So what what we do is when we share with our parents what we're we're doing, we say, hey, I don't, we we don't take kids that don't want to be a part of coaching because it's not a good service for them and it's not a good service for us. So we actually offer a free coaching session where we get to meet each student one-on-one to see if they like the idea of coaching. 
And inevitably, mm. 99 times out of 100, we sit down with this, this son or daughter and they say, oh, my parents just, they told me I had to sit here. <laughs> of course. And then they meet one of our coaches and they say, wow, this is different. This is really cool. You're asking me questions that no one asks me mm. about my goals, where I'm, where I stand in my own way. Right. And, you know, what happens if nothing changes? Right? What would it be like to have someone who's invested in the goals that I set for myself? Not that my mom sets for me, not that my mm -hmm. coach sets for me, not that for my teammates set for me. Mm. And yeah, what's their real vision, right? Yes. For themselves. Like you were saying, the long term athlete vision and goals. Because here's the deal. Here's a, here's a little trick, um, and it will be helpful for for your for your audience. So motivation, right? It's a mm -hmm. buzzword that, that people use all the time. My kid's not motivated. My kid's really motivated, right? Right. There's like no in between. You're either motivated or not. <laughs> but that's that's not actually true. What happens is if you have a lot of motivation, right? Sometimes that mm -hmm. comes with a lot of stress and pressure. Right. right. If you lack motivation, sometimes that comes with a lot of procrastination, right? Or as for mm -hmm. an athlete, right? What it comes for is, is just not doing your best. Right. It has nothing to do with motivation. It has to do with lack of vision. So if you have a vision of what you want out of a meet, if you have a vision of what you want out of a school year, if you have a vision mm -hmm. of what you want out of a career, a, a yeah. young, a young athlete, they don't all have to be professional athletes. Right. Right. Yeah. If you have a vision, you have somebody set some goals around your vision and have a clear purpose. You get fired up about it. Mm -hmm. Everyone does. Kids yeah. do, parents do, and the kids get to create this themselves. So that's how we start. All of our coaching is diving into a vision and they just have not been asked that stuff before, or they have been asked it. And it just hasn't computed because of the messenger, right. not really the message. Right. Because I was thinking, like you were talking about, you started with parents or you start with parents who, because a parent has to be pretty open to want to ask for help or like my kid doesn't need help. Or, you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. I can't some like, uh, I'm not going to say I'm perfect or anything, but um, and I'm, maybe I'm just thinking about what I've seen, but sometimes I can't, it's hard to see a lot of parents thinking about that. Yeah. Per, first of all, and then actually saying, oh, you know, my son could really use that or my daughter, second of all. And, um, and then where would you, cause this isn't like everywhere, like, I know like, um, yeah, it's, it, it's pretty unique. It's very unique. It's very yeah. unique. In, in the early stages, um, some of what you're, you're talking about was a challenge, right? So we talked yeah. to parents and they think, well, I've never really heard about that. My kids are okay. And then yeah, they yeah, jump my to, kids are okay. They jump or they jump to, I'm not sure my kids would even respond to this. Yeah. And so we've developed kind of a, a cool selection process where it's really low pressure mm -hmm. and we just get to have a little conversation with the parents 
And then we get to have a deeper conversation with the parents of what we do in coaching and what might the benefits be for their kids because everyone is different. Yeah. And when they're sold on the idea of coaching, the last piece is, will my kids use it? Will my kids do it? And we get, we do that through that free coaching session. So when we go go into schools, right. When we go into schools, I'm thinking right now I did a, I I'm working or I did, I guess when this gets launched, I did a workshop um, series for one of the largest school districts in California on summer projects. Right? Malcolm oh. Gladwell says that the achievement gap for students isn't really an achievement gap at all. It's a summer gap. It's that summer, summer, something else, summer. That, <laughs> that kids get kids get either left behind or forward in the summer. And so we right. created a whole philosophy behind a summer project. Mm-hmm. And this has happened. I'm thinking of actually an athlete here that I've worked with who is one of the top track and field athletes in Oregon. And uh, he really wanted to see if he could run track at the level he wants to in college on a scholarship. Right. right. And you, you know, from the, the, athlete world that's tough it's tough no matter how good you are right Mm -hmm. and so he said you know what I have seven events that I'm ranked in state um, but if I want a scholarship I need to be a decathlete a decathlete yeah so we created this summer project for him right where where was an where was one of his opportunities to grow for him it was become a more well-rounded athlete right to see if he could get a scholarship what were his passions? Track. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we okay. created a summer project where he was going to go try out all the decathlete events and see if he could do it. And at the end, so of the decathletes summer, what eight or ten? Ten. Yeah. Ten. Okay, so at the end of the summer, decathlete. he's got this this whole data set, and he's applied himself during the summer. Right. Huh. He hasn't wasted it on video games. He hasn't right. wasted it overstressing. Like I have to be in ridiculously good shape for when school starts again. Right. right, because because what happens if you don't train during the summer as a young athlete? Mm-hmm. You spend the first six weeks of school trying to get back into game shape, get back into meat shape. Yeah, right, and it's frustrating. So we we went in for for the California school district and did a summer project, um, webinar and workshop, and parents ate it up and kids ate it up. Oh, they loved cool. it. They thought wow, I could actually do something this summer that I'm both passionate about that gets my, my parents out of my hair, right? Yeah. And allows <laughs> Your me parents to are like, wow, yeah. they could do something. Allows me to try something new that I don't have time to do during the school year. Does that yeah. make sense? That help? Yeah, no, it does make sense because it, it's true because, you know, as, uh, here in Canada, right? Well, wait, before COVID, you would see a lot of, and we're big, big into hockey, right? You see a sure. lot of kids, hockey, 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 two weeks off, summer hockey, 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 hockey. You know, it's just like, you got to ask some kids, do you really, really want to be in like hockey all the time? Mm-hmm. And, you know, like I would bet that they would like to be, you know, maybe doing something else that yeah. would uh, serve them. And make them more happy and 
I don't know. I just, I just think about it. Cause I, you know, I have friends who have kids and, um, and that's just kind of like, it, it's just like a routine, like a trend. Mm-hmm. Um, and for what to get a little bit better. Yeah. yeah. You know, stay in top shape, you know, unless you're triple a, maybe that's, I mean, your goals. So here's inevitably, yeah, inevitably what happens with our young athletes Mm -hmm. is one of their greatest fears, right? Mm -hmm. Is that they end up their second semester of their senior year, right? Mm -hmm. Their 12th grade year. And they either have a scholarship or they don't. And they've either thought about college or they haven't. Mm -hmm. And the, sorry, to be more exact, the fear is that what happens in that May or June when I graduate, if my entire identity has been Mm. around sports for the last 18 years, and all of a sudden I no longer have that competitive identity. Because it's really tough. Do you come across a lot of that? Often. Do you find that maybe, do you find, Andrew, that maybe it's just those kids that you find that need you? I mean, outside of sport, I mean, there's a lot of kids. Do you get kids that are not in sport that come to you? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because if you're just, if you're like, I don't know if your target is, you know, high performers, but I'm speaking to high performers. Cause I, I think that that's probably a bunch of people who listen to you. Yeah. Right. Well, yes. But I mean, I guess. Yeah. But I'm just asking like in general to like outside of like the high performers, do you also get like the average student that comes in and, and, you know, has, has the high anxiety, um, fear, even about like leaving high school, you know, where they're popular, where, or where they feel comfortable and moving to, um, you know, college. Yeah. So here's, uh, I'll tell you a little story if you don't mind me. Yeah, Yeah, go ahead. So when we first started this, um, we really thought, Hey, middle schoolers and high schoolers, Mm -hmm. if we learn the principles of organization, setting a vision and setting some goals, what can happen and what we've seen happen is that during those, those years, middle school and high school, uh, grades increase, not because we're tutors, but because they know how to study. They don't put it off till the end of right. the night, right? They don't put it off till the end of the semester, right? When they don't keep asking for extra credit, they kind of get ahead of it, okay? Mm-hmm. What I found about a year ago, I think it was like October 2020, is that we had parents reaching out, say, hey, well, do you do this for college students, right? Oh. Do, you, do you do this for people, what happens when they graduate high school? Yeah. And, and I thought, what does happen when they graduate high school? <laughs> and what we found, yeah. regardless of whether they're in sports or not, mm-hmm. imagine for 18 years, having your schedule set for you, whether yeah, you know. have extracurriculars in the morning, right? If you're in like student government in the morning or you have practice in the morning uh, or like after school, maybe you have a work, maybe you have jobs, mm-hmm. maybe you do whatever. 
that day is pretty much set. It's like a nine to five work day. Yeah. And you get to college and what happens? You think you have about four classes. Yeah. <laughs> they're right? here, they're there, they're Yeah, and you're like, oh, look at this. And even for the brightest students, brightest students, middle school, middle students, right? Just like you mentioned, students mm-hmm. that are middle of the road academically or students that need motivation. It is the first time that they are responsible for having the vision of what they want out of school. Nobody's telling them eight hours a day, get A's, get B's. Mm -hmm. Nobody's telling them to turn their project in. And what happens at the end of the semester (laughs) is they go, oh crap. Yeah. I was used to getting C's, now I'm failing out. I was used to getting B's, now I'm getting C's and D's, right? I was used to getting A's and now I don't even know what I'm getting. And so you go to, (laughs) And so you go to your professor and you say, hey, listen, I was in National Honor Society, right? Or I was an okay student in, in high school. What do I do? How do I get extra credit? And what do they say in college? I don't know. It's up to you. No. Yeah. No, yeah. we, we don't, don't, don't do that here. Yeah. We don't do that here. How do I get extra credit? And so with our mm-hmm. students at any level, mm-hmm. I perform high anxiety people that just want a little extra help to have these life skills of, of setting a goal, creating a vision of what you want out of college. They are, you know, they are 150 light years ahead of somebody who's just showing up to party. To, and there's nothing wrong with that. Come on. No, I mean, in the fun. first year you got to do a little right. bit of that. That's for sure. Right. And they, they realize actually, it's not all worth it, <laughs> but they've become intentional. Mm-hmm. And without that intention, you get lost because other people have made the decisions for the last 18 years of your life. Yeah. I think that's a huge thing actually in that big transition from high school to college, mm-hmm. because, you know, you can't go and beg to the teacher for this and that they don't care. Mm-hmm. You're one of 300. Um, you don't hand in your stuff too bad. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's a huge learning gap. And, and, you know, it's, I find like a little bit of the high school is to fault for that. Um, yes. But uh, <laughs> if I could say that, um, yep. and it also, yeah. And it also, I think um, if I could think about my kids, um, they're in a pretty strict French school. Okay. And would you believe it? They still, they use paper agendas. I'm like, awesome. I use paper agenda (laughs) and they write their stuff down. And, and so that, that kind of little, little thing will translate into high school, you know, where they write all their stuff down. Whereas the English school, my daughter went to my first one, she transferred from French to English. They didn't use it once. They never referenced it. I don't even know why they bought them. They never used them. And I was like, what? And so, you know, it's kind of like, and their philosophy was like, oh, very lackadaisy, you know, come and go. And she's like, oh my God, I can't handle this. Um, But I find, and it's good that you have something like this to help because there's a lot of schools, you know, like a lot of kids going through that and finding that transition pretty damn hard. So here's an interesting thing. Sylvie, yeah. about uh, by agenda, I uh, because I'm a crazy yank down here. Do you mean like a schedule? 
Yeah, or, scheduler. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, yeah, yeah, there you go. So scheduler. scheduler. <laughs> Here, here's something that's fascinating about a scheduler and and about, you know, your your mentioned your daughter, um, them not really holding them to a scheduler. Yeah. You can make a schedule. Anyone can make a schedule. Mm-hmm. And I I happen to think they're very important. But unless you have goals before you meet, before you you create that schedule, unless yeah. you have goals before that. The schedule is just another piece of paper. Mm. But if you set goals, you can actually be intentional of where you spend your time. So when you look at your schedule, you mm-hmm. say, oh, great. This practice this morning is getting me to where I want to be at the end of the sports year, right? Oh, this hour of studying, I don't really want to study, but I know that this will get the grade that I want to get, right? So if you build a schedule around goals, you are a hundred percent more likely to actually use that schedule. And then here's right. the last part is it, it goes back to accountability. Sylvie, keep going. It goes back to accountability is that the top business performers, the top athletes, they all have a coach, uh-huh. they just all have a coach. And when kids, not kids, just teens or young adults yeah, set a schedule around a goal and then have somebody that holds them accountable you actually they actually enjoy it if we get kids into coaching and they're not held accountable to their own goals it's this exact same reaction well this is Mm -hmm. if you choose accountability around the things that you actually want that gets exciting i'm thinking about my business andrew what are you talking there you I, know go. You just I can introduce you to a couple of coaches. Yeah, that's right. I know. <laughs> that's uh, why we pay the big bucks to be in our mastermind. So see, that is like a coach. We have paying a coach to help us keep us accountable. Right. Um, in our, this yeah. is the accountability is an interesting thing because mm-hmm. I have a lot of parent friends um, in New York city being an artist who are artists. Um, right. They, they might be, you know, they, they might be a photographer, they might be a creative director, they might be an actor, right? And I never really thought about accountability, but I went out to, because in the coaching space and mm-hmm. in the business space, we always want to, like, we're craving it. We understand yes. that it's not, yeah. and in the athletic space, you understand, you're like, I'm, I crave somebody holding me to, to get in the pool and swim, yeah. right? What I need to do. But in the world, these dads, we, I, we went out on a dad retreat and we came back and, and they were all like, we, you know, you start to dream. And one of them who's very successful said, okay, so what are you going to do this Monday? I was like, well, I'll send a text. He's like, that's all I need is accountability. We think that the only people that need it are like athletes, mm-hmm. business people, right? You name it. You name those, those like high performers. People love accountability. These are yeah. artists who have no reason. They're just like, I'm not going to get it done if I don't if I don't stay accountable. It's the same with kids. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And what's what? I, I'll repeat this again. When it gets really interesting for teens and young adults, is when they ask for accountability around goals that they have chosen to set for themselves. Right. It's not what their teachers have said. It's not what their parents have said. Right. 
It's not what their brothers or sisters have said, or or even you know a, a scouting master, or mm-hmm. it's them. And then they get to feel this this dopamine hit of oh, I'm doing something I'm passionate about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of. You know, what do you do when you know you? I'm just thinking my my daughter like she has Mm -hmm. opportunities she has had opportunities um she has fallen short due to fear um and um and you know so she has this great opportunity now and i've never asked her you know like i have asked her you know like where where do you see yourself like what would you like to do with this because you have a lot of chance I mean, you have to work, you're going to have to work hard for it because I mean, nothing comes easy and I, you know, and and it's like, I don't know. What, what specifically are you, are you asking, um, opportunity with sports, with cycling? Yeah, with cycling. So she, because she is visually impaired, um, she got an op. Well, she applied to be on, say, the Ontario in the next gen para athlete program. Okay. Fantastic. For visually impaired. Yeah, it is fantastic. So she's got her, she's got a coach um, just to give her a program. I don't think they offer anything else than that. Um, she has now like an accountability partner to ride with. Okay. which would have been me, but you know, yeah. mom, um, I'm like a backup, so that's fine. Sure. Um, but you know, but it's somebody else that, yeah. you know, and I'm, but I was just like, and she's young para athletes usually come in at older ages. So she has a, she has a good amount of time to train, to become like build up that strength and, mm-hmm. Um, so I was just like, you know, I, and, and I try and find out, like, I try and ask her, you know, where do you see yourself yeah. with this? Like, are you super passionate? Like, is this something that you really want to work towards? Like, mm-hmm. you know, what's and, her response? Oh, it's just like, I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's fun. Like, you know, it's, yeah. it's not like, yeah, I just want to like, and I, yeah. you know, I could, I could tell the difference, you know, between your like people who are like sure. really <laughs> into yeah. it and others like, oh, I don't know, maybe if it, maybe it's, maybe it's just because I'm the parent yeah. that she doesn't want to give me like a full on answer. Um, that could be part of it. And, and part of it, Sylvia, if you don't mind me. Help me. Yeah. Coach is, me, Andrew. <laughs> is, is connecting with her. Why? So yeah. when we start with students across the board, young adults across the board, we start non-negotiable, even if they get in because I want scheduled time management. Um, I want, I'm an athlete and right. I need you to, to help me overcome fear. We're like, great. Yeah. We're, we're going to do that in your coaching program. But day one is diving into vision. Right. Day one, that's it. It's a non-negotiable. And we do an exercise called 20 what's to find your why. And we say, just take a step back. If you've identified yourself as a, as a top football player, basketball player, right? Just take a step back. Don't worry about it. And we're going to ask you some questions and just go with me. It's going to be kind of fun. I'm not your mom. I'm not your dad. I don't even know how you would have 
how you even would have answered this, you know, two weeks ago before I met you, mm-hmm. right? So release all your expectations. And the questions are, are things like, what makes you unique as a student? What do you want your mom or your dad um, or your grandpa or your grandma or who, you know, who's ever in the picture um, to say to you when you graduate high school? What does your dream vacation look like? Hmm. What does your perfect day look like doing who, who's involved and what might you be doing? What, what do you want to give back to the world? Hmm. Right? And we, we have a series of, an intentional series of 20 questions. And at the end, it's not like the answer to 20 questions creates your why, right? right? But inevitably, each student is thinking deeper at the end of their time about what really makes them tick. Hmm. You know, in the end for your daughter, hey, it might be, um, it might be, yeah, I really want to be a cyclist. And in the end, like for one of the one of the uh, students we worked with, he wanted to work for NASA. Oh. He said, but he said, you know, I don't want to, you know, I have a bad stomach. I can't be an astronaut. And we said, you still work for NASA. There's a whole HR department yeah. in NASA, right? There's groundskeepers in NASA. You can be a, you know, you can code for NASA. There's a lot of different things you can do. Uh, yeah. So it just, it broadens the the perspective, like. Yeah. So my daughter wanted to get into nursing and she found out because her vision nursing is not an option. I said, well, there's lots of stuff in the medical field that you could do like a lot doesn't have to be nursing. Like, but that's also see, see Sylvia, what what you're doing there is what most parents do and what I do. So, right. I'm a parent. That's a result oriented. It's like, Mm -hmm. When you think about nursing, right, you can do a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. And that already provides an, an immense amount of expectation for the kids. Oh. Well, I, I have to choose who I'm going to be 20 years from now, right? 15 oh. and what job I want. Mm-hmm. Instead, what we encourage is, hey, do you know any nurses? Great. Okay. What are some of the characteristics that you like about it, that you like to emulate? Oh. They might say, I like bed, the bedside manner. Um, you know, let, let's say, you know, Jane's a, Jane's a nurse. And one thing I always love about her is she's talking about how much she cares. Right? Um, you know, Bob's a nurse over here. And one thing I, mm-hmm. I really enjoy about him is that he works really long hours um, and with a, with a cheerful spirit. Those things actually have nothing to do with nursing. Right. But when the kids start to think about characteristics they want to emulate, mm-hmm. you can start with the time-honored, you know, philosophy of be, do, have, right? You got to focus on who you are first, who you want to be, and then who you want to be will, will dictate what you want to do and what you want to do will dictate what you want to have. And we tend to do that as humans the other way around. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So I should just ask something a little slightly different. You should, you should <laughs> coach your daughter 
I'm not what do you want to do with that, right? right. But I, I invite you to to ask her questions of like, you know, what would you like your ideal day to look like? Mm. You know? Well, she did tell me she wanted to work for the government. I'm like, oh my God. Uh, what would you like to do in the government? <laughs> but again, that's what government's would you like pretty to do big. In a, you you've jumped to what what do you want uh, to do in the government? Right. Okay. Right. So she's automatically thinking, wow, I have to tie myself to Do an something. action or a job. Right. right? Oh, yeah. parents, I hope you're getting this. Don't make the mistakes I'm making. My we poor make daughter. Mistakes. That's the best part about <laughs> it. We just make mistakes over and over. Well, okay. I'll you tell you one forward. thing. Yeah. I'll tell you one thing that I think I was successful in. Like, so she just graduated. Like she just had prom like yesterday. And, um, and she's like, well, you know, I'm going to take a gap year. I said, don't take a gap. Like, and she taught, you know, she's talked about kind of like this before, like, so I know my friends are going this, I'm doing that. I'm like, don't do it. Cause I did it. And I'll tell you, I wish I hadn't Hmm. because I went back to school at age 23 so you took, and a, you took a, a I didn't take a year. gap year. It wasn't called a gap year back then, Sure. but I went to school. I just, sorry, I didn't want to, I went to work. I worked, I saw the money sign. I'm going to work at after high school. I left home as soon as I graduated. And I've said it was the worst mistake I ever did. Hmm. I would, what I know now is I would, and I try to go back to school a couple of times. Um, is that I would go back to school. I said, just learn from my mistake. Don't, don't create that gap in your academics. If anything, you know, take some programs, move yourself forward. And anything you do, you need to have some of these prerequisites. Take them, figure out what you want to do sure. afterwards. Put yourself maybe in an area that you think you'd like to go into. Um, you know, and if it takes you, a couple extra years, so be it. But it's way harder to come back after you've left and get back into it as a mature student. There's a couple of unique programs out there that I'm not affiliated with, don't have any skin in the game that actually provide a structured gap year for- Oh, see, well, that's the thing. She's like, well- you know, what are you going to do in the gap year? Well, you've got some kids who are fortunate enough to, you know, uh, be able to travel the world on right. somebody else's dime. And I'm like, well, that ain't going to happen here. Just to let you know, yep. <laughs> or you're just going to spend your time working. And yep. she's like, well, I don't really want to spend my time working. So I am going to go back. Like I'm going to go to school. It and goes so, back to what's your daughter's name? Sylvie? Tam- Tamson. Tamson, I love that. That's yeah. amazing. My three boys, their names are Maverick, Jude, and Tiger. So whoa, Tiger? Yeah, Tiger. He's two and a half, and he's he's nuts. He's like a tiger. He's boss baby. That's what he is. Oh my god, boss. He is boss baby. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking. We about. took all of the <laughs> the three boys to Boss Baby Two, and, <laughs> and he sits there. He sits there, demands the big tub of popcorn puts it in between his legs and is just like, just eats out of it. And then the, the older brothers like put their hands in and eat out of it. 
And I'm like, this kid is running the world and we named him Tiger. This is going to be a problem. Or a great. Sounds, sounds like, like my Lucas. <laughs> but honestly, with Tamsin, it goes back to vision. Yeah. It goes back to that, she, you know, she doesn't have to have the whole world figured out. Mm-hmm. You have some amazing advice as, as a mom directly related to your experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and she can do it all or she can do as much of it. But yeah. allowing students, allowing Gen Z to think about a vision without the expectation that they need to either succeed or fail right now right is such a gift that we've found that they've been given it's probably what think something that i've been the most surprised at in the impact that we've ha- we're having i like is, to ask her that actually yeah it, it it is like a serious question that i think ad- us adults just don't think about or like think about to ask our kids like we're trying to find figure out our own vision yeah. right forget I'll about what, like i'll tell you what, what i'll do this you let me know. Oh. We can put it in the show notes um, mm-hmm. and I can send you, I'll just send you like a, a PDF of our 20 watts, right? 20 watts to find your why. Oh, oh, that would be so awesome. Okay. I'll send that so, to you. And, then, and so that people can download it from the show notes. Sure. Yeah, I don't know if I don't that mind. can help. Well, work. you know what? They should just DM me at Andrew Coaches and I'll just okay. send it to him. I'll send it to him that way. Okay. Everybody. Did you hear that? So if you want those specific show um, questions, the 20, yeah. the 20. It's 20 what's to find your why. But 20 what's D- to find your why. Just DM me 20 what's. So you'll find Andrew in the show notes, all his social media, not, uh, we could put your email if you want you can there put too. My email. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. And you just send him a message and say, Hey, can you send me that PDF? And and yeah, let's uh, let's all try that. If you're a parent here and you have kids, teenagers right now, yeah. um, you know, maybe you could try it on your like nine, 10 year old that's looking to be, you know, like my son is getting into football oh. um, and my daughter wants to do gymnastics. So we know the route through both of them oh. <laughs> we've seen. And, uh, you know, just go through it. Can you do it with that younger kid? Younger you can't, 100%. And yeah. you know what? You might not have answers to all of them, right? And you can, tr- I, I haven't They might tried- look at you funny. Yeah, I haven't tried but- <laughs> this yet. So you're, you're gonna, you, you might try asking them yourself or just giving it to them and say, hey, you know what? Instead of the 30 minutes for TV tonight, just- uh, Let's just, sit let's down and do have that. a chat. Let's do this. Or Saturday morning, hey guys, just think about these. Give everybody a time. It gives them like an, a space to dream and it gives them a space to say, mom, you're crazy. I don't want to do this. Yeah. But yeah. inevitably one of those will, will be like, hmm, that always say, I, I'm, I'm so surprised when I sit with students, young athletes, students alike in that first session, because in the coaching space, we think about this stuff all the time. Uh-huh. And as entrepreneurs running your own business, you're thinking mm-hmm. about what is my business going to look like in five, 10 years, right? Right. And as an actor, I'm all, you're always thinking about what might my career look like? There's no yeah. linear path. But as students, to have a dedicated time with a series of questions mm-hmm. that make you think a little deeper about life, at the end of that first call, they're like, 
you know, and I was like, hey, you know, what'd you get out of the first call? And they're like, hmm, never been asked that before. I'm, I'm thinking about things a little differently. Yeah. And it's without the expectations. Mom, dad, another, a sports coach, a teacher isn't going to be like, well, in that case, let me use that information to, you know, make you a successful student. About, <laughs> An instant success. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I get, it's more about, they just get to spend some time. Hmm, I love it. So remember everybody hit Andrew up for those 20 questions. Let's do it. Don't We're changing like, lives. Even if you aren't a parent and you know, I'm sure, you know, a couple parents, maybe you can send this to them and say, Hey, I heard this on a podcast and I just want to share it with you. And you know what, um, if you're, if you're not a parent and you're just a, you're an avid cycler, you can even do it yourself. Probably yeah, do it. And then you'll, you'll just have to, you know, when it says like, what GPA do you want it to just, you know, you can say, Hey, what, what sort of compensation would I love in my job? Yeah. Right? How much money would I like to make? Yeah. Something like that. Cause we do that professionally, but I'll send you yeah. the, the student one and, and it's, it's really and, uh, it's uh, cool. change it up. Wow. Okay. So now why don't you go over where people can find you yeah. and where parent people can sign up for this program? Sure. Absolutely. So here's how, here's how we sign people up. All right. Um, we just don't take everyone. No, yeah, just <laughs> oh, listen to this. They don't take everybody. We, so. we do not take everyone. It, it, we don't take somebody who doesn't want to be in coaching. Um, mm -hmm. But for the parents that are listening, it is not your job and we've seen it fail over and over for you to diagnose whether or not your kids want to be in coaching. Mm. Um, so here's how you get enrolled is you can email me at ahubbleson at southwesterncoaching.com. And uh, we can put that in the show notes and, mm -hmm. and just real simple, just put coaching, right. And maybe put your son or daughter's age, um, a reason why you might be interested in with them. Um, and, or you can DM me at Andrew Coaches with just coaching, and uh, we'll connect that way. What we do is we dive in with the parents, right? Make sure it's a good fit. Uh, see in your, from your perspective where you think we could be of value, and we share how our program works. And then the best part is we qualify and select students um, by putting them through, by actually offering them a free coaching session. Um, and so they get to try it on for size. And this is inevitably where parents get into trouble. Inevitably, they decide whether or not their kid's going to like it. They decide oh. whether or not their kid's going to do it. They decide whether or not it's going to be right for their kids. Right. I can tell you from 18 months of doing this, you will get it wrong. Even if you say my kid is going to want coaching and then your kid wants coaching, there will be a different reason personally why at as a teenager or a young adult they have chosen this thing that none of their peers are doing mm. which is accountability around their goals so you got to release yourself from your expectations as a parent and allow them to go through the process as long as the investment makes sense for you guys that's kind of your job as parents is to make sure the investment makes sense and then it's the kid's job to decide whether or not they want to do it. I love that. I love that the parents get a little bit of a grade too. They do. 100%. They do. 
because they <laughs> because we do parent, we also do parent phone calls once a month so it's not technically a coaching call for the parents um but sometimes it, it turns into that yeah i bet it does because us parents know everything yeah absolutely we just know everything and uh, so I love this. And um, I'm just trying to think if there's anything else that I'd love to ask you because, uh, yeah, you covered a lot of stuff. I'm, um, I want that little that Absolutely, questions. Sylvia, I'll get it to you. And um, here's one so more I, thing. Here's one more thing. Yeah, you, you got want, one you more want, thing? Okay, so you're, you guys, the audience and the parents and even some of the, the students that are here and if you're a student reach out to me too because we'll just get your parents on board it's like right. if you're fired up about something like that and you're you're a student or you're a young adult right we coach all the way through like 24 25 uh mm -hmm. dm me as well and we can talk about it and, and then if you come with some place to uh better yourself and you tell your parents hey i don't want that new nintendo switch what i would actually like um is to create a vision and set some goals um, they're going to be much more on board, but here's kind of some of the topics we cover because we've talked a lot about goal oh, setting and vision and overcoming fear. Let me just mm -hmm. give you kind of the biggest hits, um, for your audience. So vision, goal setting, schedule and time management, positive self-talk, attitude of gratitude, overcoming fear, college planning, emotional mm -hmm. intelligence, oh. which is game changing and life changing and honestly future changing for a lot of folks um, and uh, accountability and problem solving. And uh, we have a whole host of others, but those are kind of the, the, biggest, the biggest hits and everyone gets into coaching for a different reason. And we've, got, uh, we've got coaching reasons and content for most folks. <laughs> are you sure you don't have a parent division yet? We do have a parent division. You oh, <laughs> yes course because we can all use that too and i was just thinking about your list because i had kind of have a cycling coaching program and i've added stuff like that too mm -hmm. because as a coach even for adults i find that um we need a lot of help in that department and, and i was just trying to think of how i can make my coaching program better but um what and I think uh, this is just amazing because we have seen more in the last couple of years of, I would say sport. And I'm going to, where you hear of young athletes mm -hmm. getting into that visualizing, um, journaling, um, you know, uh, meditation, things like that to help them get over the hump or to the next level. And I think that, you know, like, I mean, gosh, when we were in school, stuff like that didn't exist ever. And I don't think we ever heard about thing, <laughs> mention of journaling and meditation. Um, it, what was, what was the, the HBO documentary with like Sean White and Michael Phelps? It was like going for gold or something too? Oh, it might've been because I mean, yeah, the 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 one I was thinking about was that young uh, tennis player that won over Serena Williams. Oh sure, yeah, yeah. And absolutely. she, but she talked a lot about how her mom would get her or taught her how to meditate mm -hmm. at like twelve, there, and where she came and won at like 
18, 16. Yes. I don't even, she was young, right? There is a way to yeah. achieve, a, if you want to, if you want mm -hmm. to achieve, there is a way to achieve, to enjoy both the achievement and the process to get there, right? And be mentally healthy and fulfilled all at the same mm -hmm. time. It can totally happen. Oh, and for we've, sure. We've done it with professionals over and over in our professional division. And we're doing it with, with kids. And it's an mm -hmm. exciting time. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, we've seen the uh, opposite happen, you know? Absolutely. If you're when, all, when people don't get it, right? like aren't in there. So. If you're only focused on achievement, right? What happens the day after you actually achieve? right? You get the achievement hangover, right? Or, ah. you get, or, you, or you're terrified. You're terrified. I just won the big race, right? I just got yeah. the great grade. What do I do now? Yeah. And it's because of the lack of vision and a lack of consistent goal setting. Yeah. So I was just thinking before we end, I was just thinking about our, well, you're American, I'm Canadian, but the um, gold winner um, Kelsey Mitchell, who just won gold in the track. Um, and it, and it could be anybody, it can be like a first time gold medal winner in the Olympics from the U S that, you know, relatively new. And I'm just thinking about her cause I interviewed her and, and I asked her, I said, you know, where, where do you see, you know, where do you see yourself after this? And she, she didn't quite know. Um, and I'm just like, oh my gosh, um, you know, I, I can't imagine what she's thinking about now, but let's just finish it here. And yeah. Andrew's got so much good stuff for you. Um, get those 20 questions, get in touch with him, whether you're a parent or you're a young, uh, I don't know if I have any teenagers listening to my podcast, but, um, whether you're a young adult going into a competitive stream because i you know like cycling's one of them juniors after high school um get in touch with andrew get it yeah get in touch with me um if you're interested mm. in coaching right email me or dm me coaching and i can walk you through how we select students if not that's all right mm. if you want the 20 watts i'll send you that that uh, PDF. We're changing the world. We have a, a company website. Uh, we have a company social media, and then you can see me making a fool out of myself. <laughs> He's on great. My, you should be following him on, on Instagram. My personal one, uh, which gives my my kids lots of kicks. But DM me yeah. personally. We I can, we can get you hooked up with a coach. We can get you hooked up with some laughs, um, mm -hmm. and we can we can I can send you out that PDF um, and start working on changing your life. You know, one vision at a time. Perfect. I love it. One vision at a time. So thank you to all of our listeners. Thank you. Thanks you so much again, Andrew. This has been a good long one. Um, I hope uh, everybody's taken away a couple nuggets. Maybe you can uh, let us know um, your biggest takeaways um, on, I think this will be on YouTube. So you could definitely put Great. your comments there or in the review, uh, or you can just message us directly, which we would absolutely love. Um, but with that, make sure you follow both of us on Instagram, uh, or Facebook, I'm sure. And I think you're on TikTok too. <laughs> I have a, I have a, I have a TikTok video through our company website. They got 40,000 views. Oh my know. gosh. Go look at it. 
<laughs> so with that, have an amazing evening and we'll see you on the next episode. Thanks. Thank you so much for spending this time with me on the Secrets from the Saddle podcast. Learning more about sighting people, places, and things that make cycling such an exciting sport. I am so glad you stopped by today. Please leave me a review if you feel so moved to do so. I would love to hear your feedback. And if you could take one second to share this episode with someone you think would enjoy it, I would be forever grateful. Also, if you could please leave me a review if you feel so moved by going to iTunes and leaving me an honest thought and an honest comment telling me what you think and most importantly, tell me what you'd like to hear more of. It would really help me to bring more great, inspiring cycling stories to you. Until then, have an amazing day. Make sure you ride your bike. And don't forget to visit my YouTube channel if you'd like to see the full version of this podcast live.